This is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. After six years, 178 appearances, 22 goals, a Champions League winner's medal and a Premier League winner's medal, Adam Lallana's Liverpool career has come to a fitting end. But what next for the Reds? How do they go about replacing him? And what of the legacy Lallana leaves behind? Welcome to the Agenda here on the Blood Red Channel. I'm Guy Clark, alongside me, Matt Addison, as we do get set to discuss Adam Lallana's glittering Liverpool career mentioned his Champions League winning medal and his Premier League winning medal. He's got the Super Cup and, of course, the Club World Cup to go alongside that as well, Matt. And six years of service to the club. He had issues with injuries during that time as well. But this is going to be a Liverpool career that quite rightly goes down in the record books with plenty of fondness. Yeah, absolutely. There's going to be a lot of really good memories, particularly the last couple of seasons for Adam Lallana. I know we're going to go into sort of his career in more depth and he hasn't played a huge number of games in that time, but he's certainly, you know, played a, a big role. And yeah, look, for, for you to play for a club as big as Liverpool to come in for a, a big fee, it was a, a big sort of chance for, for him to show off what he can do. And I think, you know, come the end of his time, I think he probably has done that. You look at the, the trophies that he's ended up picking up. He leaves a Premier League winner, a Champions League winner. Not too many players can can say that they've done that in this sort of Liverpool team, not just of late, but but ever really. So to, to have picked up those big trophies, to have been such a, a big part of this squad, you know, a lot of people will criticise him. They'll criticise players like Jordan Henderson and, and players like that. But there's a reason that they play for Liverpool and, and have done so in, in such a triumphant time really so yeah I think it's uh, a testament to, to Adam Lallana's ability that he was a big part of this squad. Yeah and, and certainly under Jurgen Klopp he's been a big part right from the start of that game at, at Tottenham and the way he got on board with the, the manager's uh, philosophy and idea of playing right from the start and that 2015-16 season his second year with the club he, he played his most games that season 49 of them coming in that time as you say the last three seasons haven't been Obviously, full of appearances for him, been hit by injury and obviously the squad has evolved and and moved on since then. But if we go back to the summer of 2014 and and his arrival from Southampton, £25 million, Liverpool made a big investment in Adam Lallana. Brendan Rodgers saw him as a key man that he wanted to get in. And obviously that was the summer that Liverpool had gone so close to the title. Luis Suarez left and... It was, a, it was a big buy. He was, in fact, Liverpool's biggest purchase that summer. And there was a, a lot of responsibility, I suppose, to come on his shoulders the moment he walked through the doors at Melwood. Yeah, absolutely. He came in as a player from Southampton. And I think, obviously, at that time, there was a number of players who'd, who'd made that journey from Southampton to Liverpool. I think there was a bit of scepticism from that sort of perspective. You know, it's a, a smaller club. I think it's fair to say Southampton, it's, you know, a significant step up to come and play for Liverpool. And I think quite a few people, understandably, were a little bit concerned that given the price tag and, and given the fact that he'd not been at a big club before, I think at the time he'd only just broken into the England squad and, and things like that. It wasn't necessarily a given that he would come in and make a huge impression at Liverpool. And, you know, I think obviously the first couple of seasons he, he struggled. I think, as you say, he was at 
16, 17, when he, he played the most games, that was when he sort of really got into the groove of things. But, you know, right from 2014, when he came in, he was a player that that I really like to watch. He's exactly the sort of footballer that, you know, I like. You know, you mentioned people like Felipe Coutinho and, and players like that over the years, even if they don't put the ball in the back of the net, you know, just watching them, it's it's so silky and it's so easy on the eye. And, you know, I, I will, I have to say, whenever I'm at Anfield, I will miss seeing those Cruyff turns from Adam Alana. I think early on, I think people maybe were a little bit frustrated at times that he'd do that a little bit too often and he'd maybe do one one too many Cruyff turns in a game. But, you know, as he progressed and he got older and he, he became more of a, a Liverpool player and he got used to the system that Liverpool play, I think that sort of went out of his game a little bit. His decision-making got a lot better and he became such a, a crucial part of the squad and, as I say, look, people will always criticise players like him and, and Jordan Henderson for, for whatever reason, but you know they were both huge members of, of this squad. Adam Lallana is a hugely talented player. and look, I think it's it's all too easy sometimes to go for a fancy foreign name rather than somebody who's who's come in from England. And, and OK, Lallana isn't necessarily a typical English name, but the fact that he maybe came from another side in the Premier League, it, it wasn't necessarily a fashionable purchase. Liverpool maybe paid a little bit more than, than what fans would have wanted to, but look at the end of his time, six years, 25 million, I think Liverpool certainly have, have got value from that price tag. Yeah, they've certainly got their money's worth, as you say. I think there is that Britishness that does come with the, the criticism that, that came his way during his, his time at Anfield, certainly those, those early days. But before we, we even get into the role he played under Jurgen Klopp, and he has been a key player, whether that be on the pitch or whether it be off the pitch, in fact, probably more crucial off the pitch to what Jurgen Klopp's done at Liverpool, maybe you may argue that, than on the pitch. But I do wonder, had Liverpool maybe signed him maybe six months earlier in that January of 2014 rather than the summer and he'd been there at the same time as like a Suarez and in that Rodgers team when they were at full flow just what a player you might have seen at that time before as we saw like this season when he's come in and he's played even in that number six role he's adapted and changed his game but you you can't forget the flair and as you say that the silkiness of which Adam Lallana could offer. Yeah, I think the the season, that 13-14 season, I think he was on the, the PFA Player of the Year shortlist. I think one of his goals certainly might have been Southampton's player uh, goal of the season. It might have even been on the sort of Premier League list as well. It was you know, just one of those typical goals. And I think I'm right in saying his first Liverpool goal was, was pretty similar against, I think, West Brom at Anfield, where I can't remember who it was he played a, a one-two with, but it was that typical touch and, and that dribbling ability that you've come to to sort of see with him. And yeah, I suppose the the frustration is that the injuries maybe got in the the way a little bit, and you know the the sort of player that he is, the high pressing, the high intensity, that sort of thing. Maybe his body just couldn't quite cope at, at certain times. But you know, even as you say, he's adapted. He's played more as a, a number eight under Jurgen Klopp. He's played as a, a number six this season. We, we saw that in, in pre-season, that transition. You know, wherever you, you put him, you've always got those key qualities of, of him being so, so good on the ball. And but I think, you know, we, we talk about that sort of British bias against players, but, you know, somebody like Adam Lallana, it, it's very rare that you get a British player who's that good on the ball. And, you know, when you look back at, at sort of Euros and, and World Cups for England, in 2014, he was absolutely a given to be in that squad because he was one of the best players in the country and that's why Liverpool bought him. So, look, I think he can can look back and, and be proud and, and certainly, you know, as, as much as there will be certain haters and, and certain people who sort of say 
he wasn't as good as what he should have been or, or what he needed to be for this Liverpool team. For me, I will always look back and, and think of him as, as being a really good footballer who was maybe slightly unfortunate not to do even more in the game, but how many players can, can do or can say that they've done what he's done? Not very many at all. The Agenda on the Blood Red Channel. I suppose this transfer then, as we, we throw it forward and even look to the future, him leaving Liverpool, I suppose, is somewhat of a, a watershed moment in Jurgen Klopp's reign, maybe. He was there right at the start. We've spoken so often on the Blood Red podcast and other content we've had on the, the Blood Red channel in how he bought in immediately into what Jurgen Klopp wanted. He was an early ally for him. He, As I say, the most games he played in a season was that 15-16 season. He played 49 times, of course. Liverpool got to the Europa League final and LFC TV put out an interview with him, obviously on, upon leaving Liverpool at the, the back end of last week. He was teary in it and he was emotional and how talking about even that three-all draw in the Champions League against Sevilla was a moment in which Liverpool then took it on to another level and it was it was one of his goals the final day of the 2016-17 season at home to, to Middlesbrough the season in which he played his most league games for Liverpool he scored on that day and that really was another moment that saw Liverpool march on to what they have now become yeah, there was plenty of moments in that season. I think in the, the reverse fixture against Middlesbrough as well, it was his goal. I think it was sort of in mid-December, the, the fixtures are piling up and he had just come back from an injury, I think, and he got himself onto the score sheet, broke the deadlock in that game and, and Liverpool went on to win what was a, a tricky fixture at a, t a tricky time of the year. So, yeah, he's, he's certainly popped up with goals. There's been so many memorable moments. I think it was... Uh, Leicester City, the 4-1 the win in front of the, the new main stand, the first game that, that had been played there. You know, there. There's so many moments where you think, actually, he showed how much quality he has. And yeah, I think, as you say, he was obviously one of the first to, to sort of get that Gagan pressing, the, the high-intensity football that Jurgen Klopp has. And that was the reason primarily that he was in the squad, was, was to do that. And I suppose when Liverpool transitioned to that 4-3-3 system, a few people would have thought, well, you know, he's, he's more of a number 10. He doesn't quite fit into this Liverpool team, but he reinvented himself. He went again and, and put himself into a, a position, really, which you know, I think suited him almost more than, than where he played under Brendan Rodgers and, and under Klopp in, in the early games. So, yeah, he's, he sort of found himself a, a niche. And obviously, goals and assists are always the most important thing. But I think if you asked Jurgen Klopp or, or his coaching staff that season, you know, what was more important, I think they'd struggle to, to sort of pick between those goals and the assists that he contributed and, and just the, the sort of impact on the team. Obviously, we, we say it so many times, but you know, Liverpool don't play with a number 10. Their creative force is their pressing. It is winning the ball back in, in the final third. And you know, that is trademark Adam Lallana, really, to, to sort of press, to harry, to win the ball back or, or even just to force a mistake, even if it's not him that puts his foot in and, and gets the ball back. It was always him who would be there. He'd be the first one to press and, and the other players would sort of take off from that. So, yeah, hugely influential directly and indirectly for, for Jurgen Klopp. And, yeah, I'm sure Klopp and, and the players and everyone at Liverpool will be really, really disappointed to, to see him go. But also we'll wish him the best at Brighton. Yeah, the number 10, 2.0, I suppose, for the modern game and the number 20 for Liverpool. And I suppose what sort of embodies... His, we, we mentioned it, the Britishness that 
some people sort of knock him back for, but that ability to reinvent himself and make sure he stuck around, we, we saw as well in October with the goal against Manchester United at Old Trafford that at the time kept the unbeaten run alive. And as you say, he was beginning to adapt to not being in the team all of the time, yet, as we say, off the pitch, along with his best mate Jordan Henderson, was the driving force for the, the driven, determined nature we now see from Liverpool. Yeah, absolutely. I think, obviously, we said what he's played nine or started nine Premier League games over the last three seasons. I think in, in other circumstances, if he wasn't so valued and so important for that squad, he probably would have been moved on before now. But it just goes to show really how important he was off the pitch. You see in, in pre-season, behind the scenes and, and things like that, how much he you know, it improved and, and helped the young players. You look at someone like Curtis Jones coming through, I'm sure if you asked him, you know, how much of an influence of, of Jordan Henderson, Adam Lallana, players like that been, he would have, you know, given them loads and loads of praise, I would think. So, yeah, look, Adam Lallana was was one of those players who who took on Jurgen Klopp's instructions early on, but also managed to, to help, you know, the, the other players around him sort of improve as well. So, yeah, certainly in terms of, of leadership, in terms of the type of, of player he was, when he came in, that wasn't really what he was there to do. But certainly by the end, that was almost his primary job. So, yeah, I think Liverpool will struggle to, to replace Adam Lallana's influence off the pitch. It's not something that you can almost quantify, really. It's obviously we know he's not made a huge impact that game at Old Trafford. Aside, he's not played loads of minutes for Liverpool this season. But Jurgen Klopp will be missing somebody key from behind the scenes, really. And I think it's a sort of testament to his character that, as I say, he's been here so long under Jurgen Klopp. And I suppose the, the key thing now is that players like James Milner and, and Jordan Henderson will have to step up again to, to fill in that gap really off the pitch because you know, he was a really popular figure, somebody who worked incredibly hard, set an absolutely brilliant example for, for the rest of his teammates. And you know, I know from speaking to him and, and people who know him and that sort of thing, how, how valued he was in the squad. And, you know, you only have to, to sort of spend five minutes talking to him to work out why, because he's just very much a, a leader. I remember seeing him in an England training session under Gareth Southgate early on, and, and he was one of those who was the most vocal. He was the loudest. He was probably only, you know, just getting into the squad at that time. He wasn't necessarily playing week in, week out for Liverpool, but, you know, he was there for, for one reason and one reason alone, really, was to, to sort of make sure that the rest of the squad understood things. So, yeah, I suppose it's easy to forget the direct impact that he has, not just on, on Liverpool, but for England as well. And yeah, I suppose as good a footballer as he is, he's just as good a man as well. Yeah, and I suppose one of the intriguing things then that throws it up before we go is what now then for Liverpool? For Lalana, we know he's got a three-year deal at Brighton and Hove Albion back on the south coast. But now for Liverpool, we've spoken a lot about Curtis Jones and whether he can move into that role and his ability certainly probably shows he can but I also think of in that midfield engine room and of players who maybe off the pitch can take on more responsibility of being a driving force and the name Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain comes to mind he's the same age now as what Lalana was when he arrived at Liverpool six years ago as a, a 26 year old and you do feel now Oxlade-Chamberlain's been around for three years he's been there at the coalface he's obviously had his own demons with injury during his time at Liverpool and whether now he could be one of those lieutenants off the pitch for Jurgen Klopp who really steps up and be a, a crucial player off the pitch and hopefully a growing presence on it as well. 
Yeah, I'm sure that's something that he'll have one eye on. I'm sure he'll have learned from Adam Lallana. I know that the two of them were were good friends, and we've seen, you know, when Ryan Brewster was coming back from his injury, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain played a, a key role in in keeping him motivated and, and keeping him sort of sane, if you like, you know, when he's he's coming back and, and having to do all of that training and all of that hard work to get himself back on the pitch. And obviously now we, we've seen with Brewster at, at Swansea just how important that's been for him. So. Yeah, I think Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is, is certainly one who could step up. Curtis Jones, I think, obviously is, is too young to sort of be taking on those sorts of responsibilities just yet. But certainly in terms of you know playing time and that sort of thing, I think you know, Liverpool are not going to be going out and buying a replacement for Adam Lallana because Curtis Jones essentially will be that person. And I suppose we, we've sort of seen that in the last few games of, of this season. Lallana hasn't come on he's not played a, a part at all because you know the club wanted to to save him from from getting injured just in case a potential future move broke down or anything but you know that's given time for, for Curtis Jones to bed in so yeah I'd imagine we will see a lot lot more of Curtis Jones next season and you know, probably I would say we'll see more of, of Jones next season than what we saw of Lalana this season so yeah Liverpool certainly on the pitch of, of more than replaced Adam Lalana off it that's going to be much more difficult yeah we'll have to see how that one does play out but interesting to see how the squad does evolve on the pitch and off the pitch and we'll see certainly as I say how that one does play out well that's all from us here on this edition of the agenda as we look back on Adam Lalana's legacy that he leaves behind at Liverpool as he moves on to Brighton and Hove Albion if you want to leave us a rating or review here on the YouTube channel or wherever it is you get your audio on demand if you could also leave us a rating review and, and share with anyone who may be interested that's always more than appreciated but from myself Guy Clark and Matt Addison thanks for your time and your company it's bye for now You've been listening to the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.